Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another Mountain Buck Monday episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Spartan Forge. On today's Mountain Buck Monday series, I will not have a story to share from listeners because I'm currently out of town and won't be able to share the photos and stuff while I'm on a hunting trip. So I will resume Mountain Buck Mondays next week from the standpoint of the listener stories. But I am going to dive into a short segment today on how to layer properly to stay warm in the tree stand or saddle while whitetail hunting, regardless of the weather. So this is brought to you by Spartan Forge, and the new Spartan Forge app is live now, which includes GPS mapping, incredible aerial imagery, offline dependability, deer prediction, weather updates, journal entries, and much more. You can save 20% off of the Spartan Forge app by using the code EASTMEETSWEST at spartanforge.ai. Tethered is a company founded on the principles of educating the hunting community on saddle hunting while creating the most innovative, lightweight, safe products for saddle hunting. They have all types of mobile mobile hunting gear options for all types of hunters that continue to push the envelope. Check them out at tetherednation.com. Maven is building the highest quality optics at half the price of their competitors through their direct-to-consumer business model. Their products are back with a lifetime, no-fault warranty, and a truly incredible customer experience. You pick up the phone, you get a real person, and I promise you that Molly will get you fixed up right away if you have any issues. I'm currently using the B3 8x30 binos on all my whitetail hunts. Uh, and it's super lightweight, which makes it feel like they're not even there and they do well in low light. You can check out all of Maven Optics at mavenbelt.com. Use a coupon code EASTMEETSWEST-GIFT to get a free gift with any full price optics order. And last but not least, Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join me on Go Wild today. You get 10 bucks spent on gear just for setting up your account. You keep unlocking Go Wild rewards, and you can now see my complete gear setups underneath my profile, which is under my name, Bo Martonic. Use the code EASTMEETSWEST to save 10% off of all hunting gear on the website, including uh, tethered products. So you'll be able to get saddle for a pretty good cheap price over there by saving some money. All right, so today's topic, as I said, is is going to be about how to stay warm while whitetail hunting and when i first started deer hunting i think being cold was like number one thing that would get me out of the stand early didn't matter how heavy or warm my clothing was i still froze during november and december hunts and what really matters when it comes to staying warm are the textiles the clothing is made from and how it is layered that's all it boils down to you need to, the right clothing with the right property and you need to layer it correctly doesn't matter necessarily the brands as much um, as you see all have some preferences obviously but it, it matters the the concepts and the textiles more than anything so most whitetail hunts unfold the, in the same way it's energy you're exerting while hiking into your hunting spot you're climbing into you're setting up and you're climbing into a tree stand or saddle or maybe you're sitting on a log and then you sit and you sit and you sit 
and hunters get warm and body heat builds up on the walk and then dissipates as we sit and then we get cold if the base layer is soaked if the base layer is soaked from sweat from the hike then we get even colder and we can really avoid this cycle by choosing the right piece of clothing and layering them correctly so i'll i'll go into uh the layers here and i I do want to point out that i did a podcast with john barklow in august about big game layering but a lot of it is very similar to two whitetails and john actually has a lot of his own input on it if you want to check out his stuff knowledge from storms um He's got really great stuff for layering for whitetails. But anyways, so you want to start out with picking the right clothing. And the base layer is the foundation of your hunting clothing system. And it really can't be overlooked. Meant to wick that moisture away from your skin and push it into your outer layers. And the base layer should not collect moisture and hold it. And the first rule of that is cotton kills. Do not wear cotton. It dries very slowly. And when you have wet cotton up against your skin, it'll make you cold quickly once you quit moving. And yes, this includes cotton underwear, cotton socks, throwing a t-shirt over top of your base layer or a cotton hoodie over top of that. That's really not helping yourself any by doing that. So just pay attention to all the things that you're using from that standpoint if you really want to maximize staying warm and staying longer there. So there's two different options. You got synthetic and wool or the the merino wool are the two types that I see as the best uh, alternatives to cotton because they dry quickly and wick moisture away from the body and and synthetic layers uh, are dry faster than merino wool but they don't have the odor resistant properties that wool possesses so merino does a great job of regulating temperature and has that natural odor resistance and it's certainly better than cotton but it can take a little bit longer to dry once wet so really either option will work great as a base layer for whitetail as we're hiking in you know exerting energy in our stand i prefer to wear i I prefer to wear the um lightweight synthetic as a base just about for anything um no matter the season um so that i i use a sick gear the core lightweight crew uh long sleeve so that gives me covered really from early to late season if i don't have a ridiculously long walk if it's under a mile or under a half mile in i will use their uh their heavyweight uh, merino base i don't even think they make that anymore but i i do do use uh, merino base a lot of times for less exertion and the merino will work fine for longer ones i just i like it to dry a little bit quicker so merino wool is also a great option you really can't go either wrong with wool or synthetics when it comes to that and whitetails the next one is your active insulation layer or your mid layer so this is again supposed to just keep pulling that moisture away from your skin as you're hiking in and when when you have that you know high activity but it's also supposed to retain heat once you settle in for a sit so it's kind of a a tough thing it's got to be something that's breathe really breathe really well and it's also got to retain heat once you once you sit down and to the top like active insulating insulating textiles i guess that that i would think of is grid fleece and then polar tech polar tech alpha insulation and 
So I, I have the, the two things, the two different pieces that I use a lot for this is the, either the Fanatic hoodie from Sicky Gear or the Kelvin Active jacket, which is actually a big game piece um, from Sicka's line. Both of those work really well as a mid-layer. And I actually find myself liking wearing that Kelvin Active jacket even a little bit more than the Fanatic hoodie at times, even though I wear the, I mean, the Fanatic hoodie I've had on my body since it came out in 2015 and I've worn it on almost every single hunt. Uh, but as far as for purely moisture management and warmth, the Kelvin Active jacket does a little bit better. Fanatic hoodie has a little bit better features with um, being able to have the face mask in it, have, um, it has a hand pocket. It's got the flip-out hand muffs that come on the the outside of the, um, I guess the sleeves of the jacket there. So, but biggest thing is again, no cotton. It's got to be something that just continually is pushing that moisture away, but also helping retain, retain heat later. The next uh, item is a soft shell pant, and so an ideal pair of a soft shell pant for hunting should be made of synthetic materials dry quickly and have some flex to them for comfort. I like four-way stretch. Um, so they're dur durable enough that they, you can bust through brush um, and they're not getting snagged on everything. And that soft shell pant for me acts as an outer layer in the early season. And what I'm hiking in with as I'm moving into my tree in the morning and then I'll layer on top of that going forward. So uh, I, I've used uh, the sick of gear, the Equinox pant and the Timberline pant. Those are my two favorite um, Equinox for uh, more earlier in the season. Timberline, if I think I'm going to, that's more of like my rifle season kind of um, pant that I use if I'm going to be moving and then sitting and moving and then sitting. But those are some good options because um, really the Equinox pant has a waterproof seat and keeps your ass dry while you're sitting on a wet log or trees in seed or whatever else it might be i like some of those features in it um so and then the next thing would be your windproof outer layer um and for long long sits you really require an outer layer system that retains body heat blocks the wind and offers a little bit of uh, water resistance if not completely waterproof depending on the situation so a windproof jacket combined with outer shell pants or bibs is ideal. Even if you have an ultra lightweight windproof jacket over your other layers, it'll keep you warmer than a heavier jacket that doesn't cut the wind. And I'll argue that at any time. So, you know, if you're thinking about it, like uh, the Stratus jacket and bibs from Sika, again, these are the ones I use. So this is what comes to mind. That's the most versatile piece. I use that 95% of the time. Medium amount of insulation, layer underneath, uh, depending to you know fit the bill there. And then the Fanatic system, which is heavily insulated for the coldest temperatures. And then, and you also have the incinerator system that has Gore-Tex in it, so it's waterproof. That's more for the wet, cold conditions that you find in some different places there. And then uh, I think something that gets overlooked a lot is the insulation accessory. So you know. We just talked about the main system there, but a windproof beanie and insulating hand muff will really retain heat to keep your digits from going numb. And really the thickness of the beanie doesn't impact the windproof abilities, but can add insulation. 
I typically will use like the Stratus beanie and then have just like a thin uh, beanie underneath it, either a thin merino or a thin synthetic beanie that goes underneath it. So I can walk in with that thin one, so I'm still breathing well, and then capture that heat with that windproof, you know, Stratus beanie uh, over top of it. And you lose a lot of heat out of your head, out of your feet, and out of your hands. So keeping those things, keeping those warm once you get to that static position is really critical. And the biggest thing is... Uh, is feet. I mean, everybody's feet gets cold. That's that is probably out of all the stuff here that drives me out of stand more than anything. And heavily insulated boots are are less critical in my opinion, especially if you're talking about mountain whitetails, big woods whitetails. You're walking in a ways, and you know you're not you're not walking a hundred yards to your to your stand. This is you know you're walking in a ways. So like to me, rubber boots just don't work for that situation. This is my preference, but the reason why I say that is, you know, you can't, they don't breathe. They don't breathe. So your feet sweat, they get soaked and then they get cold when you sit there. So for long hikes in, I like a less insulated leather or synthetic boot and they, they breathe much better. So your feet don't get soaked in sweat. And if it's cold out, I like the, the crispy wild rocks. I have the 400 gram insulation boots and they have a little bit of insulation, but they still breathe well. And I pair them with like the darn tough hunter boot, the midweight merino wool socks. I, I typically don't wear the heavyweight socks as much as I do just the midweight. Um, it helps you regulate that temperature. And I've had, I have had the same pair of darn tough socks since 2016, their lifetime warranty. So they're expensive. They're like 20 bucks a pair but I'm telling you that you'll have them forever. And I wear them all the time. I wear the same socks I do for hunting in my work boots on it and my day job. And so I'm wearing them weekly and they just don't wear out. If they do, they'll take care of you. So it's pretty, pretty cool company there out of Vermont. I like uh, supporting them, buying their stuff. And so once you get there, you're acting, oh, how, how do you keep that insulation in? So you got to keep your, to keep your feet warm um, in lightly insulated boots, I throw boot covers over top, insulated boot covers. The ones I have are called Hot Mocks. They do not make them anymore. They've been out of business for like eight years, and I found a pair on eBay about that time for $13. They're just like a slipper that goes over the top, and I throw a hand warmer inside, or I actually use the body warmers, and it helps retain that heat. To me, I can get with that boot set up and the hot mocks, I can get down in the low teens and feel pretty comfortable with that, even pulling off an all-day sit. I know Arctic Shield makes some other ones. I don't have any personal experience with those. They look a little bulky to me, but um, I think they would do the same type of deal for the insulated boot cover. Another option is, and I'm actually playing around with this with my saddle, is putting down a thin foam pad on that saddle platform um, to keep your boots insulated from that cold metal stand. If you're in a regular tree stand, putting down a foam pad on it will retain, retain so much heat. It's just like a sleeping pad when you're out in the back country or camping somewhere. It gets you off the ground. It gets you off that coldness and gives you a little bit of insulation. That'll help more than, than you can imagine. So honestly, the biggest, the biggest thing just to recap here is when you're hiking in, you want to go in light. I don't even know if I mentioned this, but you want to go in light. I wear just my base layer, my soft shell pants, 
and then my active insulating layer, no matter how cold it is, I'm walking in with just those things. I'm packing in my bibs, you know, my outer layer jacket, any of my insulating layers like that. I pack that stuff in, hike in light, or I'm almost, or I'm kind of cold at the beginning, get chilled. You just start getting warm and building it up. Once you get there, then I throw my stuff on, get into my tree and capture all that heat and try to retain that. And, and then just as I, as I talked about in the last podcast with, you know, keys to the all day sits is, you know, getting in some hot liquids, getting some food in your body throughout the day, creating more body heat, and then using your clothing layering system to retain it. So anyways, I hope that helps out here. Uh, I'm down in West Virginia, uh, hunting right now. So, I uh, hope everyone's having a good season and we will see you in a couple of days on the regular weekly episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.